Welcome to Sody Pop, the most unprepared podcast there is. I'm Jake. I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be going kind of, kind of almost like a continuation of our last episode. So last episode we did comic books, and this time we're talking about chapsticks, comic strips, comic strips. So, but before we do anything else, we gotta do the normal. Aaron, what pop culture have you been indulging yourself in lately? So I've been uh, rewatching uh, Modern Family. I don't know. I've just been going around Hulu and watching shows I know I like. Okay. Because I haven't seen too much new that's coming in. Um, I think that's been it. It's been a busy week for me. Just Modern Family, huh? Yeah. Pop culture for me. Uh, it's been a busy one for me as well. Um, Lily and I watched Ratatouille. Um, so Pixar, I would say that's pretty pop culture. Pixar's pretty good. They've only had a few misfires. Which ones? The Good Dinosaur. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Exactly. Um, Cars. You don't like Cars? Cars 2. Okay, Cars 2 is more Cars of a... 3. <laughs> Cars 1 is good. I liked Cars. <clears throat> yeah. You're a hater if you hate Cars 1. It's, it's way promoted just for promoting the toys i feel like yeah it's a very good promotion for toys but i don't know i liked the first cars personally um have i been watching anything else nope we've all been busy it's valentine's week i've been busy getting ready for that and there's just been so many snowstorms here that work has kind of consumed my entire life so yeah and i've been too busy with snow to even do anything else so yeah, it's been a really slow week for pop culture for us. Yep, and we're still in the pandemic, so no new movies are even coming out to go watch. True that. So yeah, just pretty much Ratatouille and Modern Family, I guess. Yep. Oh, Lillian, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's something pop culture is. Yeah, it's a good show. You watch that one? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so you <clears> like it? I think it? we've talked about it on the podcast, so I, yes, we both enjoy it. I don't remember if we've talked waiting, about it or not. Waiting for the next... Uh, season it's if a, they're gonna do one they are they've they've literally talked about filming it but yeah i like brooklyn 99 but I, yeah i think that's it though for pop culture i don't really think we've done anything else pop culture related yeah i haven't even gotten into any games lately oh buddy nes classic but i mean that's just nes and it only has 30 games so cool yeah cool 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 real random little stuff i bought so yeah. i think that's it though yeah yeah. Well, the other day I was on Instagram and got into a Garfield hole. Garfield is a comic strip. And so... If you haven't heard of it. I don't know who hasn't heard of Garfield, though. Kids. All the little kids listening you, to our podcast. You really think kids nowadays don't know who Garfield is? All those cool babies. <laughs> What's up, you cool babies? Can we do that? Can we rip off the macros? <clears throat> cool babies? We're not ripping it off. It's an homage. All right, so let's get into this. So, do you want to just kind of go over our favorites first, and then go into detail about them, or do let's you want to go into like a history of our histories of comic books, or, or comic strips, or yeah, comic strips? Well, here, well, let me ask you this: When did you first get into comic strips? Like super young age. I was in the age of newspapers still, so we would get the the newspaper uh, on Sundays at least, so mm-hmm. my mom could clip coupons. And I would go straight for that funny pages. That's what I did too. That's how I got into comic strips. Was uh, my grandma would get the Sunday paper every Sunday. Um, I would literally. I don't wake up early when I was younger, but I woke up early every Sunday to run outside, 
grab the Sunday paper, drop it off at my grandma's doorstep because they lived right next door to us, drop my grandma's paper off at her door, but take the funny pages out and run back down into my room and just read those. Because instead of just reading the comics I had over and over again, I was getting new ones and, you know, different comics than what I normally have. So I was getting to read new ones. So, yeah, I guess we pretty much had the same way of doing it. I wasn't sure if you guys still had newspapers back in whatever. 2001. (laughs) Yes, there were still newspapers in 2001 and 2002 and so on. I I don't know if there's newspapers now. Whenever you're hearing this in the future. You act like people are going to be listening to this in like 2035. and You don't believe they are? I don't know. You think That's we're gonna... probably when we're going to get our first listener. <laughs> hey, my father-in-law, listener. my father-in-law and mother both listen listening. to this show. Okay? We have two already. That's when I'm not going to feel self-conscious enough to share this with my <laughs> friends. <laughs> in 15 years when I'm older. When you're too old. 15 years older. Yeah. When you're much older. You'll think about Yeah, that's crazy. You're going to be 53 and I'm going to be... 30. 34? No. 15 years. So 37. Yeah. Oh my God. We're going to be so old when we're older. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to be so old when we get older. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So, so that's kind of interesting though. I don't know. We both got into it in the same way of just... Newspaper Sunday, uh, Sunday funnies. Mm-hmm. We'd get them every once in a while during the week, but that would all it was depend Wednesdays. on if my dad picked one I th- up. I think it was Tuesdays or Wednesdays that we got them also. Yeah. My dad would occasionally just pick one up, but. Never cared about that word cross that was there. It's always just about the comics. Word cross. I, I think I ended up at points would read the full like comics page. Like during the week, it wasn't always just comics. So I would. I'd do those with the word jumbles, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd, I'd read my horoscope to see if it came true, knowing <laughs> it wouldn't kind of thing. <laughs> and, like, I got into, like, the Dear Abbeys every once in a while. Really? Like that, oh. Just to see, you know, what people thought and what she suggested and kind of scoff at that and be like, oh. that's not what I do. That's ridiculous. Who would do that's it like that? Go. See, I never, never paid attention to any of that. It was literally just the comics. Then I was done. And I had a routine. I always did the least funny ones first. To get them out of the way, so that my favorite ones were last. So I'd kind of do that too, but it'd be it'd be more like I'd save some good ones for last, but I'd also like start at the top left, kind of read, but then also like if it were like segmented at all, I'd kind of snake around so mm-hmm. that I could get some out of the way to read some other funny ones. The first one I always read was Family Circus. Get that one out of there. Done. Never liked Family Circus. Never thought it was that funny. So took you like two seconds to get it out of the way. Yeah, it's so hard to read that one circle of five words. I get it. Nobody did it. (laughs) And the ghost is a nobody. (laughs) Says nobody right there on his on his shirt. What a what a what great boomer humor that one was, (laughs) huh? Kids. (laughs) You get them, Bill Keen. (laughs) Why are you going after Bill Keen so hard? (laughs) <laughs> He's so hilarious. I only punch up. Just kidding. <laughs> That's another joke. <laughs> I only hit nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we both weren't fans of the Family Circus. I think it was a little too like soft. Like wasn't edgy enough for us. Yeah. The wild kids. See, I my favorite was always it was like, like church humor. You could get away with. 
Yeah, a little bit where it's got to be real family friendly and Mm -hmm. you can't push the envelope at all. But then again, I loved Garfield and Garfield wasn't really edgy either. It had an ad. He had an attitude, though. Oh, yeah, I guess. So he was always like, you know, he'd go after John. He'd make fun of John and yeah. things like that. Because Family Circus just he'd always kick- felt like, Grandma, Grandpa, you're old. Yes, we are. The yeah. end. And you're like, <laughs> okay, and? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yeah. And then Garfield would, like, kick the dog over the, over the table. Try to mail Mer- Nurgle. Is that his name? Nurmal. Nurmal. That's what it was. Nurgle. Nurgle is a character in Chaos in the Old World. We have oh, gone yeah. full circle in the first <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes, however much we cut out here. All right. So, yeah. So, Family Circus, dumb ones out of the way. And I also skip all the 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 Prince Valiants and the story ones that I, you couldn't get into because we didn't get it all the time. I See, I never got mutts. I think because I was a kid. And that 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 kind of humor seemed a bit more mature for me, I guess. Which is weird because it wasn't like adult jokes. It was just like you had to know what they're what's going on to know it, I guess. Yeah, Mutz. That that one was was it was just really mild humor. It almost was. It wasn't. I wouldn't call it mature humor. Some or even like something you could grow into. It was like grandmas and their dogs and like felt more posh, like posh humor ish. Yeah. I don't know if I would call it that. It's just simple. Yeah. Like they'd have, you know, they'd have full weeks where it was like adoption week and mm-hmm. they wouldn't even have jokes. They'd just be like, oh, adopt this kitty, please. We're going to promote adoption, even though this is the funny pages. We're- yeah. Do, do you remember the comic strip? <clears throat> I don't remember what it was called. This was also one of my least favorites. This was, this was number two after Family Circus. It was, uh, it was like the most like housewife mom comic strip in the world. It was pretty much like two. It was always like this. It was always this one blonde woman, and then like she went to a cafe with her friend, and her friend, you know, was very pretty and wearing very nice stuff. And then she's got her hair messed up, and she's wearing sweatpants, and her like stomach's hanging out of her shirt. I know which one you're talking about. And but she's yeah. got like a shirt that says like "I need wine now" or something, and it's like. Yeah, I always was just like I don't. I know which one you're talking about. I can't think of the name. But it was never really funny to me because it wasn't. It didn't relate to me at all. Yeah. But I was kind of just like... <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there was always those ones that you just like, I guess there are people who would find this funny, but not. Just to consider a few, like Luann. I feel like the only funniness that Luann has brought is the jokes about... What is Luann? Wait, no. Is it Luann? I don't know. I'm thinking Kathy. Is that the old woman one? Ah! Oh, yeah. Like, shoes, shoes, shoes. I can't wait to buy more shoes. So I think of bad. who it was. No, Luann is a different one. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Dude, I was thinking of Luann. Luann also was one I didn't find humorous too often. That was like teen girl version of Kathy. Luann is literally like the comic strip I'm talking about. It's not the Yeah, but one. That's, that's, that's more of like a younger girl version story. yeah but it's pretty much the I same guess, style that like housewife yeah this is i guess there's it's girl comics that we just don't get i guess yeah i guess you could consider it that but i don't know because like whatever yeah it's yeah. just not our style yeah so obviously people like it people read it because otherwise it's a thing we're talking about so yeah but yeah so i don't know those were my least favorites i just i never got the whole 
I, I need wine now. Look at my sweatpants. How can I be like this and stuff? Yeah. What are the, some other ones you didn't like? You weren't a fan of High and Lois and Beetle Bailey. Those are the... I didn't hate High and Lois and Beetle Bailey, but it was just kind of those ones where I also didn't get it because I'm not married at the time. I was a kid, so yeah. the married humor didn't really resonate that, with me. on that edge of the other stuff where like you could get some every once in a while if it was like kid focused because it was yeah. a family, but also it's for the older generation and... It was a lot of that, like... Like, Beetle Bailey started in the war times, mm-hmm. and... But High and Lois is literally just about, like, wife tells her husband to cut the grass, and he goes to his neighbor's house and drinks a beer in the garage. Yeah, you like don't that. get it? You should get it now. Yeah, don't the, you get it now? The lawnmower's on. He's cutting it. Yeah. That kind of stuff. You get it now? No, I still don't no, get it. You don't, you don't have a lawn yet. Oh. You got the wife. Because I'm in an apartment, so... Yeah. But, yeah, so it was one of those things where, like, it's like a seven-year-old kid. You don't really get the married humor kind of jokes. Yeah. But one one comic I did enjoy that kind of, I guess you could say, was kind of like that was Foxtrot. Yeah, that focused on the kids. Because it didn't though. focus on the parents so much as it focused on Jason and Peter and what was their sister's name? I don't know. Paige, I think. Sounds about right. But that focused on a nerdy kid. It was a little zany, too. Yeah, it was a lot sillier. I don't know, it wasn't really relatable because it's a comic strip, so it's not really relatable. Yeah. But I kind of got it because he was a nerdy kid, and I was a nerdy kid, and so it was more enjoyable to me because of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Was a nerdy kid? You kind of are still a nerdy Oh, kid. no, I'm well aware yeah. that I'm still an, I'm a nerdy adult. <laughs> You're just now into it. I was You're a Jason. Okay I was a Jason as a kid, and I'm like, I'm going to turn into a Peter. Never hit that Peter stage. I'm still yeah. in that Jason stage as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I kind of always thought, as weird as it sounds, growing up, I always thought, I'm like, oh, so that must be what it's like to be a teenager and stuff, was what, like reading the Zitz comics. Yeah. I always assumed that's what like teenager life was like. And then as I got older, I'm like, well, this is the most inaccurate thing I think I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I liked Zitz. There were some funny parts. and like, I don't know if I related to it, but I've, I do remember my dad like sending me... Oh, like really? Telling me about the Zitz comic of the day and be like, hey, this one reminded me of you. And, you know, it'd be like a dad, like compla- the dad complaining about his son just loafing around or the pile of laundry that reaches <laughs> to the ceiling kind of thing. <laughs> and like, okay, I guess. Like, at least, you know, me yeah. and my dad have similar sense of humor and we both get different, ver- like, different strips of that mm-hmm. comic that we enjoy. I but, liked Zitz, though. Zitz was always a yeah. good one. All right, and let's get out of the the bad ones. I'm just gonna. We were just talking about good ones. I talked about Fox Trad and Zit. I know. I, I'm just gonna get the the other bad ones I have oh. down here. Should we get them out, out of here? Way. Yeah, so we don't have to go back to them. Um, so Doonesbury, you liked? Okay, Doonesbury, that is like Vietnam era, like classic. Like people love that kind of war political views, uh, humor. I could never get into it. See, but. Like I said, I read these as a kid, so... But did you know what they were talking about, that, too? Like, No. Did I they know had a character that was just, like, a cigarette. I remember. Yeah, no, I didn't like Doonesbury so much. And then Bloom County, I, I think that was a style of humor thing for me. I also see, didn't like the art too see, but much. I didn't like the art style of Doonesbury, because everyone just had really big noses and, like... Yeah, it's almost just character. Caric- caricatures yeah but the their jokes were also kind of 
way too politically driven and advanced for an eight-year-old kid to get. I mean that one I think is very posh. Like yeah, oh yeah. Oh, how do you I read Doonesbury. <laughs> I only read two things: the Doonesbury and the New Yorker. <laughs> the Doonesbury is the only way I can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I always read them as a kid, but I never got it because, like I said, I was too young to get any of that kind of jokes. It's weird because comic strips, they're all, you know, you would think comics, comic strips are kind of the same thing. Comics are for kids Mm -hmm. and for adults. You would think comic strips are for kids and adults. But that's the thing is like in the Sunday paper, they put a lot of adult-esque comics in there. Not like adult, you know, raunchy Raunchy. humor, but just really politically driven, advanced humor. And I've never seen an adult read a comic strip page the funniest page in a con- newspaper in my life it was always me taking it and if i offered it to anyone else no one wanted it yeah anyone i've talked to no one was like oh doonesbury is my favorite oh it's great blah blah no it was ziggy or <clears throat> garfield or yeah. like fox Trotters. it's yeah all right what other bad ones you got on there oh i'm just gonna mention like the the storyline ones uh your dick tracy's prince valiant and phantom i could those are ones I could never get into, probably because we never had uh, yeah. a, a continuous thing. Like even Spider Man had a run. Um, really? I think Stanley did them oh, himself I didn't know that. and someone else, um, which I could never get into because it'd be three panels. Yeah. However, like uh, though I did get a book at one point where it was like a collection of those, mm-hmm. and yeah, like they had great stories. But I don't get get the idea of reading like three panels of a comic book, basically. Yeah. Well, also, like, with Dick Tracy or something like that, where it's a continuous story over each week, mm-hmm. if your family didn't get it for a week, and then you got the next week, you just missed out on that part, and you have no clue what's going on then. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to really follow. It's a weird medium, but it's, I guess it works to, for it, some people. It worked. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. No one does newspapers. There's better ways to do it. Yeah. I know you put in the middle, like, between our list of good and bad, you put, like, Marmaduke. Marmaduke. I feel like every once in a while I would have like a, <laughs> but nothing like bust a gut. Yeah, and laugh. I was never like a big dog person to begin with, so oh. I couldn't relate. I don't know. I Marmaduke wasn't really in the papers when I got him, because yeah, it's a regional thing. There's some well, Marmaduke also... was big enough though where you knew about it. Right? Oh yeah, I knew so... about it, but he was also Marmaduke is a older comic strip, and so I think it's still going. Is it really? I think people still write it. It might oh. not be the rich, original guy. But yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't in the papers that we got. I never had Marmaduke. Yeah, I always like that aspect of like comic strips. Like even if, like I think High and Lois and Beetle Bailey, it's not the same original guy, but I think like Sun took over. Mm-hmm. And things like that where like sometimes it's a pen name and they have multiple writers and mm-hmm. no one gets the credit kind of thing or someone started it and then they it's a do. full crew instead of just one guy yeah like the one person draw it and a couple people write it but yeah like i said high and lowest you put that one in the middle and then what was that other one you wrote in the middle that's beetle bailey oh, okay those, you like beetle are, bailey that one would be more funny funnier than high and lowest but it also was like so mild and tame that it, mm-hmm. i mean it, a lot of repetitive like beetle bailey's lazy i get it and then he gets beaten up in the last panel by sarge literally that's that made me laugh as a kid because i was like oh he's so lazy but he's in the army and then every single issue 
the Sarge would like hit him in the head, or literally it would be that whole squiggle drawing of them fighting. And yeah. It's like, yeah, I didn't hate that. Hate it. I didn't hate High and Lois either. It, it was, was just very predictable, kind of dry humor. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't one that really made me laugh. It wasn't different enough. Yeah, like the like the bizarre. The bizarre. Yeah, like the strip bizarro. I I don't know that one. It was another. It was a. It would go a little surreal at times, but it was very like far side. It was a one panel. Oh, um, dude, I love far side. It it was fun. Like bizarro was just one of those. It, it was consistently had some funniness. To okay, it. it was actually um, pretty good though. Yeah, like no recurring character or anything like that. It was just guy had an idea, wrote it down. Far side had a lot of recurring characters. Mainly cows and chickens, but... Yeah, not so much characters as just <laughs> types. You know, you'd have the, the deer, the hunters, the cows. Yeah, I've never seen Bizarro before. Well, there's some funny ones. Oh, that's interesting. Here, I found some beautiful things and killed them so you could watch them decay. He's given her flowers. Oh, God, I'm busting a gut. <laughs> I said sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> it had a different take on things. Okay, this yeah. one actually got me. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to describe what he, he's he's reading, uh, the panel just says the doctor talked to his patient where he's sitting on the table. He says, "Okay, now we're going to check your reflexes," which is a normal little panel. But out of if you look to the right a little bit, there's just a ninja with a sword ready to strike coming through the doorway. I'm surprised that that one actually it's got great. me to laugh. See, that's what I mean. Like, it was, it had some weird little bit off the wall. Wow. Okay. So, there were some good ones, some not so good ones. <laughs> Executioner with a boxing glove says, I'm going to let you off with a, this time with a warning. Yeah. It right. always seemed a little darker, too, I think, as a kid growing up and stuff like that. Yeah, I've never actually seen those before. So, some of them are good, some of them are not so good, but... Yeah. I think with any comic strip, Garfield can be a... Repetitive. A hit or miss every once in a while. So, so he never had recurring characters in Bizarro, though. It was always... Yeah, it was always just one shot. He had an idea, he drew it out. Okay. I mean, that's literally what Farside was. Yeah. Farside didn't have characters, it just had types. One-shot jokes. All right, what else we got? Um... Let's see, we were talking about you like Mother Goose and Grimm, that one I, f- I forgot about. It did it was good every once in a while. I did like Mother Goose and Grimm. I always thought it was fun. It was almost a like, little sweet treat when instead of it being in black and gray, they had the color. You know? I like the, the style of that one, too. Mm-hmm. It had a lot more like darker shading. I liked how the cat was never really fully drawn. He was pretty much just like an arch for a few squiggles, and sometimes you saw his feet. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always, I always liked Mother Goose and Grimm because... They kind of had that far side esque to them where uh they kind of did they did like story esque comic strips of like four or five panels of an actual story. But they had a lot of like a little one off like two panel skits as well. Yeah, kind of a mother goose story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't always just the characters. Yeah, exactly. There was like They spiced it up. Yeah, it was it was just it was it wasn't always the same thing. It was different. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought Mother Goose and Grimm was funny. And they didn't always stick to their own comics. They kind of meta-ish, because they kind of, like, jumped between comics. Because, like, there's one where Grimm literally is sitting on Snoopy's doghouse. Yeah. So, yeah, I always... I do like the crossovers. Yeah. 
So I always thought those comics were kind of enjoyable. Um, but as the cat started, I remember that comic strip. I've never seen it a lot in comic strips. Like the characters like evolved, like their drawings and stuff. Because mm-hmm. the cat originally was just a big puffball in the Mother Goose and Grimm. And then as the comics got later on, he actually became thinner and like slimmer. And then they actually started giving him more details instead of just being like a puffball of a cat. Yeah. Cats, cats tend to get slimmer in comics. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying though. It was it was different because like you know, High and Lois or like Garfield, they don't really change their style ever. But Mother oh, Goose Garfield and- eventually got Garfield did. Look at an original Garfield. Oh yeah, just, no, yeah. From probably from the time you were born, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like I've never you don't see it very often. But Mother Goose and Grandma, I remember they just changed the cat, and I was like, whoa, that cat looks different now. And so as a kid, I always thought that was kind of crazy, but kind of cool just kind of different i don't know really random thought i had yeah um did you like hagar the horrible i liked hagar i had a couple of his like the little small comic book oh really uh ones that are like a third of a page of a normal mm-hmm. size of paper for some reason whenever i read hagar i always thought of captain caveman kind of gave me that feeling and yeah. style so like bc yeah, the okay. really old man. Like, not old oh, yeah, man, but one, like... That one was kind of a 70s, 80s, heyday. Mm-hmm. Kind of comic strip. The art style is very similar, too, I thought. Mm-hmm. So, I just... I Whenever I read Hagar the Horrible... I know he's a Viking, but I always thought of Captain Caveman as well. I think because half his face is just hair. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Because I think it's literally, like, from his nose down is just hair. Yep. Just so. lines indicating. Every once in a while, you could see the, the <laughs> making of a mouth. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what else you got? Uh, Farside, great one. Uh, I my dad actually got me into the Farside comics. Yeah, Gary Larson. He, my dad had a couple of like the mini books of Farside comics, and he gave them to me. And then I used to go to the library and rent out like all of their Farside comics and just read them all the time. Farside's a good one. I always, I always liked the. Uh, having one of the books ready it's it was always a good bathroom one because mm-hmm. you read like a couple pages yeah you know depending on how much you had to go exactly that whole book on certain days <laughs> <laughs> if you're not feeling good i yeah. mean <laughs> it's they're not really like and the nice thing was is like they weren't like raunchy comics but they were like not risky but like a little edgier mm-hmm. like they you know they pushed the envelope a little bit more than most and they Gary Larson it felt like he took joke or like took jabs at things that other people wouldn't and I don't know it was it was just a completely different feel reading those versus other ones because it didn't feel too dry all right if I were to say um what was your favorite Gary Larson or not Gary Larson but yeah Gary Larson far side comic think of the first one that you think of and describe it to me first one that pops into my head I don't know why it's a you might actually remember this it's a guy um who was like he's got like a plaque with a bunch of like butterflies pinned to it Mm -hmm. and then the next panel over is a bunch of butterflies with like a bunch of people pinned to a board (laughs) that's that's his humor i don't know why but that's the first one that pops into my head the one that i always think of is the uh the little kid pushing on the door uh with the sign above the door that says school for gifted students oh yeah so just to the left of the door it says pole (laughs) (laughs) where the kid's like just struggling you can see it Mm -hmm. in the way you drew it i don't know why but i remember that one so well or literally the one 
Were they? Oh no! What was it? I can't remember right now. I I had it. It was something about aliens where they like abducted the people. They just had a ton of people like in their jars. Mm-hmm. And so like you saw his cow and you saw the chicken and then you saw like the normal mommy drills and all that. But yeah, I don't know the butterfly one. It's always stuck with me. I don't know why. Yeah, I like he always flipped the script on things like that. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, deer hunting people, butterflies yep. collecting people, that kind of stuff. Yeah, just the far side yeah the far side of the oh, that's a good one it's classic there i don't know i still find them funny i'll still read far side comics and actually get a laugh out of me yeah i feel like i used to have a few more books i don't know what happened to them but i think i have two right now i have a couple if you want to borrow any yeah, i'll just buy them so i have them what's for better or for worse for better or for worse that was kind of in the discussion that one's uh was a long-running one it was one where the kids actually aged like the whole really? family aged and like it it had its good ones every once in a while but like the whole story it, it had a continuous story but each strip was its own um not even a continuous story but it had a life like each strip could be its own every once in a while they might make references to ones long ago i do remember this comic <laughs> in the sunday papers yeah. it was like one you read but like it never like had a lasting impression like every once in a while, they had a hit. I just, I just liked, I liked the idea that this one, like all these other ones, even like Prince Valiant, it's been going around forever, mm-hmm. had the full story, but like he's always been the same kind of look. It's not like he's King Valiant now, but for better or worse, like the kids age throughout. Dude, I never knew that they aged. Yeah. Oh, like look the at kids that. Starting off, and then they have suddenly they silver, have- so it's like them as you know graying older parents now yeah. that's so cool i didn't know that and hairstyle change you know refined and stuff like that um, that was a cool one i was like that one that is so cool i didn't know that uh another one one that was always surprising me to me that was funny uh sally forth it was just um uh mom dad and kid husband wife and like it looks like a like one that I wouldn't like, but I always I liked them every once in a while. I think the the attitudes. Like, are you looking at it? I do remember this comic. It was one of those ones that never stuck with me. They they looked very curious George esque, and I don't know they they kind of were the same thing of uh, high and lowest of like married humor kind of stuff. So yeah. I never quite got it. Yeah, but it wasn't always that. I I think that's the thing. It was weird. I, maybe I didn't like it as a child. Mm-hmm. But as you got older, I avoided it because of the art style and the the aspect. But I I think like it it hit everyone's on it. Had some hmm. good ones. I don't know. Like I've said, I did just seemed it was more adult for me. So I never really quite understood it. It was one of those ones that I read quicker because yeah, I didn't get it. They were married. I don't get that humor. No. So. But I no, I, I like as soon as I saw that art style, I remembered what that was. Yeah, I think I like the dad's attitude towards things. I, I just, I do remember it. he was so like blah about everything. Yeah, he, he just was, didn't care. He was kind of a, a he was a smartass too, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But Dilbert, we got to talk about Dilbert. Dilbert, I love Dilbert. Dilbert wasn't in the papers a lot when I was growing really? up. Really, that's just the paper choice because mm-hmm. I, I think every paper I had loved or had it. But you didn't grow up in Wisconsin. No, but there were times I would be in Wisconsin. My grandpa would get the Chicago Tribune. So. Mm. I don't know. We got the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and yeah, 
I don't know. Dilbert wasn't in there. <clears throat> there was a couple times where they like took out other things and like Dilbert was a filler. Because I remember seeing that flipped up tie. But he was almost like a treat. He, was, he wasn't a very common comic. So I never really read him a lot growing up. Yeah. I know of him. But it's also one of those things where there was ones that actually got me to laugh. But then when I looked it up online and stuff growing up, I was like, I don't get this because it's office humor at times. And you're like, I don't. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they had straight up office Mm -hmm. or IT engineer humor and it wasn't the best. But there are some of them that are just pretty good. He's got a good sense of humor. It's just mm -hmm. not always directed at you, I think. And Dilbert has Dilbert. It seems to have anyone who grew up with Dilbert or has read Dilbert tends to have like a special place in their heart for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good one. Yeah, I liked it. We talked about the Far Side. Uh, get, should we talk about Pearls Before Swine? Ooh, Pearls Before or Swine. We're, we're working up to the the better ones. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, we have three. Audience. We have three that we need to talk about before we close this off. But we only have Pearls me. Before Swine. That Two. one was a weird one, edgy. That one was. That one is kind of like the Far Side. On like it pushed the envelope a lot more. Mm-hmm. That one had a. It had more adult-esque humor mm-hmm. because they were, you know, getting drunk and drinking and I don't know. There was never like any kind of like profanity in that sense, mm-hmm. but there was more like, you know, I'm going to kill him or, you know, just stuff like that. Definitely or attitude. Yeah. More attitude, getting drunk kind of stuff. It was more adult humor. Yeah. And when I, when it first came into the comics, I was like, I was like, whoa, I'm like, this yeah. is different. They let that in there. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like right next to the family circus, and you're like, well, that's a way different attitude than that comic. Yeah. But I it, feel like, it, yeah, it, it, I, I think I remember a couple like getting like not banned so much as not played mm-hmm. uh, in certain locations or uh, not played, but you know, published. Published. Um, just because someone had an outcry. Yeah. Because it was one of those comics that pushed the envelope a little bit more than other ones. Yeah, which reminds me of another one, like, uh, similar on this next one, Get Fuzzy. Yes. A good one. I remember there being a, a comic, of like a strip, uh, where they were doing a movie review and, like, I think it was, like, Brokeback Mountain or something. Like, it was, it was something controversial, like, at mm-hmm. the time. And, like, they did something about two thumbs up and the way that the cats was positioned and the dog was like positioned in front of yeah, him. Yeah, he looked like he had a thumb in his butt. Yeah. I remember seeing that one. Yeah. I think that's in the comic I have of Get Fuzzy because I have a full book of just Get Fuzzy strips. So, yeah. yeah, that was a good one too. I liked the art style of that one a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it went a little bit more than mm-hmm. just the straight up cartoons. Because, like, if you song. look at like Pyros Before Swines, that art style was so simplistic. Yeah, that one's just a couple circles and dots and he got a face. Yeah. But Get Fuzzy actually had a lot of detail into it for a, in like a newspaper comic strip. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's kind of cool. And I don't know. I always thought the evil cat and the dumb dog were kind of fun together. Yeah. So That's a classic pairing. Get Fuzzy Get Fuzzy's a good one, though. That was actually one of my favorites. That that one always competed for like the favorite one with Garfield when yeah. I was reading the comics. Oh, and uh, one last before we get to the top three for us, or at least top three comic strips that we can talk about. Uh, one of my favorites that uh, Jake hadn't heard of is uh, Brewster Rocket Space Guy. I recommend you you read a couple of those. I might even have a book I can find if I can find it. And get okay. It to you. But it was just like outlandish. Uh, 
you know, the dumb space captain, the the feminist. Uh, it, it played all the stereotypes. The okay. feminist uh, first mate kind of thing. The mad scientist doctor. Uh, old, they, they'd play on all the stereotypes. There's even the kid who is basically uh, the red shirt. Oh, and like, really? So the kid like just... One, yeah, once a week, the kid would be attacked by a monster. And <laughs> his his catchphrase was, ah, my spleen. Um, things like that. And they'd have, like, the mad doctor would have his own little science corners. Really? See, I've never... I had never heard of this comic before you had mentioned it, so... Yeah. It's right. one you have to look, look to. Should we do web comics? And... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say we should start with a little web comics or just go for them before we go to our top three. Yeah. Um, this is kind of an honorable mention page. See, but you never really liked web comics as much as you said. No, every once in a while. I mean, it's just there's so many, and most of them follow the same formulas of like it's, it's, it's couples humor. It's artists. Well, I mean, it's like artists who either they're good at art or they. They don't they, try very hard. They and go too raunchy because they have to. Like, Cyan and Happiness kind of did it first. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed some Cyan and Happiness, but they get a little dark sometimes, and then everyone copies Cyan and Happiness. But, like, the two that I read most are the couple comics ones, and they don't, they're not raunchy. Their art style is very simplistic. I've seen that. Those are the, the not original type where I've seen that same, co- like, they publish the same comic strips yeah. that every other one. It's the ro- the the romance. Oh, my husband's so cute. Oh, my boyfriend's so cute. Oh, he he has trouble with my unshaven legs. Ha 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 ha. Kind of yeah, things. I mean, a lot of them they they tend to be actually kind of relatable though too. Yeah, but that's why it's that's the thing. It's so oh, relatable yeah, that everyone's done it already. Before. I know that is the problem I have with it. But I like uh, Sarah Anderson. She does a very simplistic drawing one and of that style that you just described, and then katana comics but i don't know i i enjoy them still they still get me to laugh every now and again because everyone has their own sense of humor yeah i mean if they've lasted a while they they might have they they guess they have a following i've seen the sarah anderson's one i think i might have seen the katana ones at some point but lillian isles and the katana ones because a lot some of them some of them aren't very relatable but some of them they like they're like spot on to like even mine and lily's relationship of like because there's one where she talks about how her boyfriend like can just fall asleep in an instant and she cannot fall asleep. And that's me and Lily to like the tea. Like I can sleep like in a, on a dime and Lily like t- takes forever to fall asleep. And so it's just kind of those ones that are like actually like like kind of like same as me and Lily. We find kind of enjoyable. But there's those ones where you're like that. No, that doesn't work for us. That's not the same. And so it's not I don't know. It's not as relatable. So it's not as funny to us, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, some people find high and lowest funny because it's relatable or something, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how the webcomics are for That's us. the great thing about comics, too, is, like, it's small little one-shots. You can choose the ones you like, especially mm-hmm. nowadays where you can set up, like, comic uh, readers yeah. on your phone, get an app, and just read the ones you want. And, like, in the newspaper, you would just skip over the ones or... If you're looking to fill some time, read the ones that you don't like as much and then go to the better ones last. Yeah. So I do. I did enjoy Cyanide and Happiness a bit when they first were kind of coming up because they were a very edgy comic. They very much pushed the edge and they still push the envelope. But I don't know. As of late, I feel like 
they kind of have pushed everything they can and so now they're kind of having to dig into what they've already done a bit and yeah you can only go to the rape uh joke as i don't see a lot of rape joke ones but oh really yeah I you have not read enough sign in and happiness apparently then. not you no. have not read more than 10 apparently because i feel like one in 20 goes to a rape joke see i just i i know they do a lot of like gay jokes and then a lot of like suicide jokes i've seen a lot of those that i always thought were funny like in high school haven't seen the rape joke ones though that's uh yeah that's a that's a little darker than i expected this turn to go so okay that's that's why i'm not a huge fan too like they were saying you know people tend to go too dark yeah because like i said like some of their like gay joke or suicide jokes or you know weird jokes like that they push the envelope but some of them will get you to laugh I don't know that rape joke. That I, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, you said you oh, had a comic. Oh, jeez, you said you have a comic though to recommend as well. Oh yeah, uh, that you have to read. And any of our listeners who are, uh, if you're fans of like the Super Smash Brothers, this uh, this comic was a guy was doing it based on around the time of Brawl, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and uh, it, it's just a comic with all the the characters from that, and each would have their own like different personality from what they would be in the the game or in, even in their their various other games sometimes they'd spin off into things that weren't yeah. quite in uh the smash brothers but the characters um and i recommend you give it i think it's, he's defunct like it's defunct now but there's a couple years worth of comics uh it's called brawl in the family um i do want to read that one yeah i, I love super smash Bros. stuff it's it's just you know it's a lot of Kirby eating things and you know sometimes the strip will just be like Kirby eating a uh, a chair and then what he will look like as a chair kind of things like that <laughs> real basic yeah stuff. He, he was he was like the cute little character and then you'd have Waluigi being like the weird creepy one oh god I love Waluigi though I think it was before Sonic was actually in the game so like oh so you drawn it was, Sonic in the game before he was in the game. It, it might have, like, he might have started putting them in there when there was rumors mm, kind of thing. Okay. And, yeah. It's, they each have, like, I want to revisit now just talking about it. They each have their own little, little personalities that, um, you know, I, I remember there'd be, like, comic strips of, like, uh, Captain Falcon just going to, like, it, he'd, like, be going to a restaurant or whatever and, like... Sir, may I take your uh, order? Would you like anything to drink? And he'd just be like, Falcon Punch! And like, he'd punch the waiter or something like that. Just stupid little stuff. And a nice pop there for Punch. I want to read that now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, it's so like done so much now. But for some reason, Super Smash Bros. humor always gets me to laugh. Yeah, it's a good one. I think he was he was early on before. I mean, mm-hmm. all the stuff all, that people so are doing now. nowadays. You talk about Garfield. I mean, how do you talk about comic strips and not talk about Garfield? Garfield's classic. He's been around just slightly longer than me. I own a lot of Garfield comics. I think I own like 1 through 20 or something of issues. Oh, yeah? With only like two or three of them missing in between. You know who apparently had more? Who? Amanda. Amanda was talking to me. We were talking about comic strips last night, which was, I think, why I finally was just like, yeah, let's do comic strips today. And she was talking about how uh, she's, they used to have all of them. Really? Like every single one. Oh, man. I like, used to love there's Garfield. Just so much. There's a lot of Garfield comics. It's crazy how much there is. Like, yeah, he's, he's a pretty popular one. There's not much to... 
you know, competition out there. But, oh, yeah. I mean, I there's mean, tons that try. Mm-hmm. The Garfield movies are terrible, though, if you've ever seen those. No. I, terrible. I, even with Bill Murray, terrible. I never even decided. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. It would be worth it. But, I mean, the comics are good. And that's one of those comics, like we were talking about, where you really see the art style change from yeah. the first one to the second one to the third one. And At some point, they did kind of like, yeah. finalize it. But, but that was, like, in his, like series like six or seven that he finally figured out what he wanted yeah, and probably stuck like with late it. 90s he was he was finalized did you like the show garfield and friends yes i loved that show i love the show my mom got me into that show and i absolutely adored that show i feel like they tried to reboot it recently didn't they or a garfield show yeah they did a garfield show it was on like cartoon network or something yeah the, the, wasn't very good though garfield and friends classic i remember mm-hmm. watching that growing up uh, we still will watch, maybe not every year, but uh, my family will watch the, the Garfield Christmas special. Halloween special was my favorite. I don't know that one. I, don't, I, I think I own it. Like, I have the Garfield. The Halloween special, he was dressed as uh, Orange Beard, the cat, and Odie the Stupid. And they were both pirates. I think I, I, I bought like a, a, yeah. a Halloween era of a holiday special with Garfield, and I think I only watched the... the christmas really oh like i like the halloween one they go to like an a house that's on like an island by itself to get candy for some reason yeah and there's like a creepy old man that tells them stories and stuff i think i've seen it i just don't remember it my mom it's hilarious because my mom showed me garfield and friends through the holiday specials showed me the halloween one first and she knew all the songs and like all the holiday specials but um I don't know. I loved I loved the Garfield holiday specials, and so I got into the cartoon from there. And up when we would go up north to our land that we have, we didn't have cable and stuff like that. But we got Saturday morning cartoons, and so we'd always get up early and watch Garfield and Friends mm-hmm. in the morning. So right. it's kind of it's it's kind of cemented itself as like a big part of my heart because well, of the comics as a kid, and then the TV shows. Big part of pop culture. Yeah. So then we have to go into Peanuts, cause. Because Peanuts is, I mean, that's a classic classic. Oh my gosh, yes. That's one where, have you ever, we are talking about this with Amanda as well, uh, have you ever seen like the super, it's so weird, like the, the original like drawings of them? Yeah, I have it, I think. Yeah. It's just. They look, it. they don't look very different, but they just, they look It looks sloppier. like someone else's take on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look so different. And then they're also a style that. They took a couple series and then they got kind of cemented as well. I mean, my one of my nicknames I had in my childhood growing up was Chuck because I was the Charlie Brown of my family. You're the blockhead. I was the Charlie Brown of my, not the blockhead so much. Did as you get a rock for Christmas. I was just holiday. more of the like kind of the outcast of the family in that sense of like. You're the Charlie Brown. Yeah, of- everyone was together and I was the Charlie Brown by himself. So. Oh. So one of my nicknames was Chuck because of that. Oh. So of all the Charlie Browns in the world, <laughs> you're the second Charlie Browniest. I'm the second Charlie Browniest. Only so second to Charlie Brown himself. So Charlie Brown has a real special place in my heart. Like I like all the other characters, but because of being Chuck, I guess he's always been like my favorite favorite. And so yeah, he's your favorite. I was gonna ask yeah. you because that's what we said last night. Who do you think? my favorite is linus no nope. nope oh i would say i was like snoopy i liked his adventures but I, like, I feel if like we're snoopy talking... was too easy of an answer yeah that's why i have a second answer go for a second shot 
Yes. My brain says Schrodinger, but I know that's wrong. Is it right? Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I love just his, especially like it's, it's, there are multiple comics of it where it's just, I think some of it has to do with being, having three sisters and stuff like that. But the whole Lucy, like just jabbering on and like the Christmas special, like sells it the most where she's like, what about this? You know, don't play Jingle Bells and he plays it all good. And then he gets mm-hmm. a little different. And then she's like, no, Jingle Bells. And you just stares her like straight in the eye and slams his finger down on the keyboard playing it like a toy piano. She leans on his piano and he yanks it off from under yeah. her. Always says is Beethoven. I oh my goodness! I don't know why I had a gut feeling of Schrodinger. I didn't think I was gonna be right though. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's hilarious. Life. My brain was like, because you said no to Linus. I'm like, all right, who does Aaron like? I was like, Snoopy's too easy, and Woodstock is too easy. My brain's like Schrodinger or Pigpen. I'm like, it's not gonna be Pigpen. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Wow. You know me too well. I didn't expect that, though. I, I assumed you were going to tell me I was wrong again. There's going to be some obscure Snoopy cousin that you've only seen like three times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what were the names? I don't know. I liked his New Mexico cousin because yeah. he had the, the long weird mustache and he just always had a cactus and stuff. You yeah. looking up Snoopy's cousins? No. What was his fat cousin? Which one? Do you remember? Where was he from? Do you know what you're talking about, I though? Do. The, like, really the fat one? one? Snoopy's cousins were always, like, a fun treat to see in the comics, just seeing something a little different. Oh, it's Schroeder. You're right. Oh, my goodness. I've been saying his name wrong my entire life. Why have I been thinking Schrodinger? That's Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat. cat. Yeah. Well, Schroeder. So, Schroeder. All right. So, thanks for correcting me, by the way, off off mic, that it's Schroeder and not Schrodinger. So, yeah. I've been saying just his, so you guys know... I, I didn't correct him right away because I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Schroeder is still your favorite. Yes, yes. Okay, I've just been adding on way too much to his name for my entire life. Yeah, but he's yeah, my sh- favorite little blonde-haired boy in a striped t-shirt. Wait a second. That sounds like Calvin. Oh, you just like the striped shirt kids, huh? Uh-huh, I like striped kids shirts. Wait, what? <laughs> striped kid shirts. Striped shirt kids. <laughs> Okay, so this is by far and away, by far and away, my favorite comic strip. I think it's undisputed best comic ever. Mm, best comic or comic strip? Comic. Comic. In a fight. All right. <laughs> Calvin and Calvin Hobbes. and Hobbes. All right. <laughs> Snoopy and Charlie Brown. <laughs> side side fight. <laughs> See, tra- Snoopy automatically wins. Spaceman Spiff <laughs> versus who? Uh, Superman. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a random pair-up. Wouldn't it have to be Superman, though? I would say Spaceman Spiff. Spaceman Spiff is too clumsy. Because it only happened in his imagination. I know. His imagination is the strongest thing ever. But Spaceman Spiff is so clumsy. Kelvin falls off the slide of Spaceman Spiff all the time. I know, but it's in his imagination. I know. He would win. He could literally do anything he wants. Yeah. Yet he always falls over. And, and his spaceship wins. always crashes. He wins my heart. <laughs> I do love how, yeah, in, this, in the Space Man Spiff, the first panel is always him jumping out of his crash spaceship. Yeah, literally every single time it's Space Man unless, Spiff. Unless he's in, like, the comic strip has to deal with him flying. <laughs> Which, it's literally, it's usually the title of the comic, where it literally says, like, the 
Calvin and Hobbes. It's him flying. Next panel, it's him crashing. Yeah. It literally, almost every other, every time, it's Spaceman's Biff. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes, greatest comic ever. Uh, I mean, it's so hard to talk about things like this that I love so much that I could do. We could do the full episode. Well, why don't we like, do a, a full episode on Calvin and Hobbes? We could. We'll come back to it. It's we can. Like a Rob Paulson episode. Yeah, but we can still give a basic gist of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. But first off, who's your favorite character, Calvin or Hobbes? Calvin. Calvin? I've yeah, always liked Hobbes. Relatable. I always liked Hobbes more. I always thought that he was super f- sweet, but super playful and super crazy. And oh, yeah, but that's why it's Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've you always liked Hobbes. Choose. So we're going to get Calvin and Hobbes tattoos. Yep. We're Calvin and Hobbes now. Mm-hmm. I, always, I get so tired of seeing those stupid Calvin peeing on things on everyone's rear view windows and stuff. All right. Here's, here's an update, or not an update, but a news flash for anyone out there that is not calvin that is a ripoff of calvin because calvin was never licensed for merchandise that is someone who made it different enough and i feel like it's probably so out there in the mainstream that it's probably for use i don't think anybody i know but i'm just saying i'm so tired of seeing it everywhere i know me too that's what i'm saying like don't buy him it's because it's not technically calvin it's not calvin it's a dumb concept maybe like the first two times but if he's anybody like why is he pissing on the bear's helmet and the packer's helmet Uh. okay rant over i saw one (laughs) this was a few years ago i literally saw one where it was the kelvin quote-unquote kelvin peeing on the bear's helmet yeah and then on the other side of their car, he was peeing on the Vikings helmet. And I was like, good lord, you really couldn't think of a different way to show that you don't like them? How about you just put a Packers logo or something? I mean, yeah, it displays your hatred for the two teams by just saying you like Green Bay. It works just as well. Also, people, why do you have to show a hatred for other things when you could just show your love for one thing? Mm-hmm. But no, you gotta, you gotta show a little kid peeing on stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the better way to show your hatred for stuff. Blowing out someone's life doesn't make yours any brighter. <laughs> Blowing out someone's candle doesn't make yours burn any brighter. Yeah. That's it's a, it's a good way to say it, too. I think that's the right way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the gist, though. Yeah. Taking out someone else's light bulb doesn't make your light bulb <laughs> glow any brighter. Smashing someone's LED doesn't make your LED any brighter. <laughs> We're just going to start coming up with different <laughs> ways to say it. <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't know. Pooping just... in someone's lasagna doesn't make yours taste any better. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. <laughs> All right, that'll be the last episode of Saudi Pop because I broke Jake. <laughs> We're talking about light bulbs, and then you go to pooping in lasagna. I looked out at Garfield. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming at all. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me that one got me that was funny and we're back yeah so no one no one buy those kelvin peeing on things anymore let's call him kelvin from now on kelvin with a k k-e kelvin, kelvin. Kel- like the oh like the temperature yeah all right no one buy those kelvin peeing on things anymore yeah. let's distinguish him from the real thing yeah kelvin is way better than kelvin I wish he did merchandise, though. I would own so much. I'm surprised Calvin he did it. There was, like, two t-shirts, I think. Other than books, there was, like, two t-shirts. Like, and that was 
based I, th- I don't know if it was moma but there was an art gallery that did like a like a special on mm-hmm. him which i saw by the way and should have bought but i don't think i had money at oh, the time I, and i also was yeah i didn't think it was like not if do... you did like hobbs plushies and stuff like that or oh my gosh like calvin calvin, calvin shirts would probably look weird but no I, like calvin shirts and stuff but i used to own a uh knockoff calvin and Hobbes shirt oh really yeah it's a knockoff one yeah it had one of the panels on it oh really him jumping into the him and them mm-hmm. with the the uh the wheelbarrow oh okay. not the wheel yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrel, I, the, I think i know what you're talking about though what is it called their wagon wagon although i'm sure we could go on amazon right now and find calvin and Hobbes. oh yeah merchandise so which i want to say at the same time stop doing that people Bill Watterson would love some of your money. Yeah. Quit ripping it off. But also, thanks. Now I can get stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you want to support Bill Watterson and you know support him. But at the same time, <clears> you're <throat> like, I really want to wear Calvin and Hobbes stuff to show how much I love it. Mm-hmm. But Bill Watterson doesn't make any of it. So what am I supposed to do? What Bill Watterson should do is uh, like open up like a, a not so much charity, but a donation online donation yeah. box. And like then I could go buy people's stuff and be like, all right, here's some money for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just put a little note, be like, I bought a knockoff thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a knockoff shirt. I would pay $10 more for any Calvin and Hobbes thing if I could give it to him. I was going to ask you, if I went on Amazon and bought us Calvin and Hobbes shirts, would you not wear it then? Um, No, I would. I thought so. We got to find something. I don't think Amazon would have it, though. Because they gotta, they gotta watch out for stuff like that. But okay, so Calvin and Hobbes greatest philosophical, also like uh, connected to you to your childhood. It made thoughts that you, you know, like as a kid, you thought about things that didn't always think about. Yeah, it, it and it it was fun because it wasn't just you know a kid playing with a tiger. You know, there was, like, actual things that they did and made you, like, actually think about your imagination and stuff. Because whether it was Spaceman Spiff or... Tracer Bullet. Tracer Bullet. Stupendous Man. Calvin was, you know, a baby tiger for a little bit or, you know. Yeah, there was ones where he was, like, just playing Monopoly and then cussing Hobbs out in the same story. But there's also ones where, like, he ran away from home and he was... There are, like, literally strips, too, where he, him and Hobbs... Hobbes is pouncing him, attacking him because he's a tiger, but yeah. then like also cuddling him in the same, like strip. Like mm-hmm. he goes from pounce to like love. Yeah, it, like yeah. There's there's one I'm thinking of where he's like pounces him, and then like you know Calvin's feared, but then he like rolls into a hug, and he's like I missed you, kind of thing. This, they're just they're so precious. Or like when Calvin's sick, Hobbes is like taking care of him. Such a great friendship. All right, so yeah. Uh, there's just so much we could talk about great things uh and that's pretty much the episode but i do have one final question i want to ask you okay tell me your true thoughts this is about calvin and Hobbes. is Hobbes real or not oh my gosh why would you ask this see it's no i don't think Hobbes is actually real because there's so many times where he's shown as just a stuffed tiger that I feel like he can't actually... I think he's real to Calvin, but I think to everyone else, he's not real. 
and I kind of just I've always wished that he was real you know because it just it's so fun for Calvin to have him but I do think that he's more of just Calvin's imaginary friend and Cobbs is just an actual stuffed tiger because it's shown so many times that he's just a stuffed tiger I almost feel like we do need a whole like a philosophical episode just about Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, because what do you... Because I have some thought... He's real in my heart. Um, he's real in your heart? He's real in my heart. And I don't want to... We could go on for hours. I would love to debate just the philosophical things uh, about Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, but we got to end the show at some point. Well, guess what? Next week, we'll do Calvin and Hobbes. All right. And that's, that's our next week's episode, Calvin and Hobbes. Think about all... Like, I'm going to read it. All of them. <laughs> Um, I've been staring at the Calvin and Hobbes comic behind your shoulder this whole time we've been recording. I'm just like, God, I want to read that book. <laughs> yeah. So get like favorites and things like that. And philosophical okay. things. Find us uh, on Twitter. Find the heavy ones. Well, find us on Twitter at Sodi Popcast. At Sodi Popcast. Uh, tweet at us if you have any suggestions or anything you feel like we didn't talk about that you thought we should have. And we'll... Yeah, but specifically for a Calvin episode, um, like send us your favorite philosophical uh calvin and hobbes and yeah. your funniest and your superlative calvin and hobbes mm-hmm. um i'd say worst but that'd be like maybe the first one yeah where even it doesn't if look as right and that's the only reason you don't like it even if you're not listening to this podcast when we're talking about it you know if you're listening to this five years from when we record this just tweeted us about it we'd always love to hear people's opinions on it because it's one of those things where it's an actual debate <clears throat> online yeah just hashtag it calvin yeah. and hobbes and I'm sure we'll we'll see yeah. it eventually. So, like I said, if you, uh, or like Aaron said, tweet at us at Sodi Popcast. If you don't have a Twitter, make a Twitter and tweet at us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, and as always, stay carbonated, friends.